<clears throat> this morning we're going to do something a little bit different um, from our, uh, our traditional style of service. This past week, uh, we had Camp Judah. It's a kids' camp that our church puts on. And Camp Judah was up at Camp Baker Hill this week. And so what we've asked is for those who were there this week who would like an opportunity to share a testimony of what the week was like, um, anything good that happened that they want to share with you guys. So what I want to do is I'll just give a quick overview of kind of some of the stuff that went on this week. But I also want to invite anybody who was on the camp staff up there this week and any campers who would like to share. If you want, guys want to come insert in the, sit in the front row, that'll make it easier for us to um, go quickly through any testimonies you guys have. So um, I was the director this week for uh, Camp Judah this, this past week and had a lot of fun. It was a great time. We had good weather. There was a little bit of a shortage of water. So while it did rain a few days we were at camp, it was actually a good thing that it rained because we needed, we needed the water. Um, but for the most of the time, it was warm and sunny and perfect weather. Uh, so that was, that was a praise the Lord for that. At our camp, we have um, two services a day and then a lot of fun activities spread out between that. And, you know, the testimony about this, the fun things is that the kids all had a lot of fun and nobody was, you know, seriously injured. There were a few minor, um, you know, sicknesses or whatever, but no, nothing serious happened then, so the kids had a lot of fun. But the, my main testimony is going to be about the, uh, the services. Every year at camp, we see God do incredible things at these services. And this year is no exception. I was just really impressed or really amazed at what God would do with young kids. And camp is 8 through 12. So these are younger kids. And, you know, we had kids who um, were responding to give their life to the Lord, who were responding because they wanted to make a change in their life, you know, for something, you know, for something positive. I had the opportunity uh, many nights to be at the front and pray for kids who came forward who wanted prayer. And I talked to some kids who felt like uh, it was one particular night when one of the counselors shared about being called to missions. And so some of the campers came forward and said, like, I felt, called, I felt like God called me to this particular thing. And it, it was really cool to hear how um, genuine they were and how specific sometimes they could be about things God had called them to. Even at a young age, they were hearing God's voice and they were responding and saying yes. So, and then another night we, um, we taught about the Holy Spirit. And we prayed for them to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And there were many kids who received the Holy Spirit for the first time. There were many kids who spoke in tongues for the first time. And there were many kids who even received other gifts of the Spirit uh, while we were praying for them. And like, again, these are just young kids being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I feel like a lot of them had a good understanding. I would ask them, I'd say, you know, why do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And they'd say, because I know God has called me to, to reach people. And I need His power to do that. They understood why they were being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because I want to see kids in my school get saved. I need the Holy Spirit to help me do that. And they were, there was a clear understanding of, of what they were receiving, and that that was just really, really awesome. So um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, I want to allow time for the, those who are there to share some uh, individual stories about things that are going on at camp. Is anybody like to go first? Sister Ashley. Um, okay, so I'm going to make mine pretty brief, uh, but I had probably my most challenging week at camp uh, out of the five years that I've been doing it. It was a very, very long week. Um, so my testimony is going to be more personal than it is about my girls. Um, but throughout this week, I was not only 
a counselor, but I was also on the worship team. I also worked at the rock wall. I was on the ministry team. I was one of the team captains, and I had to preach on Wednesday morning. So (laughs) needless to say, it was a very busy, crazy week. Um, And Tuesday night when Allison Van Loon was preaching on uh, knowing the call of God, I was feeling extremely inadequate, and I was feeling very um, unqualified to be doing the things that like God had asked me to do this week. So I was like kneeling down on the ground and I was crying and um, they called up the ministry team to help minister to the other kids and I was supposed to go up, but I was just like, I do not feel like going up right now. Like I do not feel like I could be ministering to any of the kids. So um, before the kids came up, the staff had gotten um, prayed for and I didn't go up then. And so I was going up And then all the kids came up, so I was like, okay, now I'm not going to get prayed for. But one of the girls, she looks at me, and she knew I was on the ministry team, and she's like, Sister Ashley, why aren't you up there praying for people? And I was just like, because I can't right now. Like, I just felt like I just couldn't do it. And so I went back to my chair, and I was sitting down, and then I was like, why aren't I up there praying for people? Like, if I feel like I don't have a call for God on my life, or I don't know what I'm doing, or I don't know what the next step is, like, I know I'm not the only one feeling that way. So I went up there, and the first girl that came up to me, she says, "Um, I don't know what God's call is for my life. And I'm just like, I am right there with you. And I prayed for her. And three out of, like, the five kids that came to me all were like, I don't know. I don't know what God's plan is for my life. And so I was like, if that girl didn't tell me, why aren't you praying? Then I wouldn't have gone up there, and I wouldn't have been able to minister to those girls who didn't know what God's call was on their life. And Um, I wish I had had a chance to connect with them and see if they had heard anything else from God, but I hadn't. I haven't. So I'm still praying for them. But uh, God just reminded me, um, not only through that experience, but also through uh, Nicole, that was like, you've been put here for a reason. We have asked you. We have seen stuff in you that um, God has put there, and we asked you to do this. So like, God's going to give me the ability to do it. God's going to cover me with grace. One of the other counselors was like, God's grace is always there to cover you and to watch over you, even if you screw up or even if you feel like you're inadequate, like God's always there. Uh, So I just want to remind you guys that today also, like, even if you don't know what's going on, God has a plan for you and just step out in faith and be willing to do what he's asked you to do because you will be blessed and it's awesome. So camp was good. You know what you're gonna say already? Okay. This year at camp was awesome. Um, my counselor was Sister Becca. My CIT was Sister Sarah. They were very nice. I was really happy that they were my counselors. And they changed it from skill classes to action activities, wh- which was very hard to remember. <laughs> and I was like, "You forgot to say action activities. You said skill skill classes a lot." And I really liked chapel this year. One of my favorite things was that um, I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I spoke in tongues for the first time. That's a good testimony. You ready? You're up. Tani was one of the assistant counselors um, in one of the cabin groups this week. And this was my second year on camp staff, and I can say that I have spent most of this week doing stuff that I have never done before. I have never led around a group of eight-year-olds. I have never served on the camp worship team. 
I have never catched children going down a slip and slide, especially alone. And I have never faced the possibility of having no water. <clears throat> I would say that I've never stood in the middle of a soccer field without knowing what I'm doing, but I'd be wrong. Uh, God was stretching me a lot this week with situations that I've never been in, ones that I was very uncomfortable in, and ones I never thought I would be in. I have spent most of my life actively avoiding situations like this where I wouldn't know what to do and I'm going to be uncomfortable in. I've realized more and more that life just doesn't work that way. One night at chapel I was praying about this because on Saturday I'm going to be doing something else I've never done before. I'm officially going to start my adult life and go to college. Although I know my passions, I still don't know what God wants, uh, how God wants to use them. Mine and many other people's insecurities include not knowing. From, from a prayer from John Lonneville and my counselor, and from watching a kid write something in his notebook, I got this. God knows what he's doing. He's there with you, walking with you. He's there at the other side of your adventure. You don't need to know what you're doing because God knows. Just do what you know is right in God with, with what you've got because when you've got God, you have everything. Connie has a whole speech. <laughs> so this was my first year on camp staff. I was kitchen staff. There were, well, I'd been vending the mate, and everyone else was female. All of them loud, crazy, young females. <laughs> I slept very well every night. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of the week, I was very nervous. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and I was very much scared of what I was going to find there-ish. Kind of scared. And I got in there, and then I realized that it wasn't really anything I had done. I was barely doing anything in the kitchen. <laughs> like, like you, you can't operate the stove. You can't operate the oven. So what's not that hard? It's like, you're not, just not allowed. I don't know. The state must be, state health department must be run by an OCD person. No offense if you have OCD, but it was really extreme. <laughs> At the same time, I also, out of the whole week, got the wonderful idea that if I slow down and stop overthinking everything, Maybe I'll actually get something out of every situation. Yeah. Okay. I was a counselor in the gym this year. Um, it was not like what I expected. I was not prepared for the dynamic of sharing a space with another cabin with a different counselor that did things differently than I do. <laughs> not that he did anything wrong, it's just different. 
So I, I just never even thought about that before getting there. So there were a lot of challenges for, I mean, like practical challenges. Like, how do we do this when my cabin can see what that cabin is doing all the time? So uh, it was a long week for me, too. Uh, it also was challenging for me because I had some campers who, as Brother Seth said it, campers who wanted to do, yeah, not that. <laughs> so I, I had some challenging campers. But uh, I got to say that in the end, it was very rewarding. I was just told this morning by someone that I was their favorite staff person overall. So even though I had a long, hard week, apparently it wasn't so bad from other people's perspectives. <laughs> no, there was actually some really rewarding stuff that happened this week. Uh, I also was on the prayer team, and I was able to pray with some kids. And I was really impacted by some of the stuff that kids shared with me. There was one child who shared with me the struggle he was having because his parents were going through a divorce. And that really touched my heart to just have uh, a child share with me how, how difficult that is. And I was able to pray with him. And I had another child who really blew me away. When I asked him, I said, what did God share with you? And he said to me, I feel like God wants me to pray for people, especially for people who have cancer. Wow. That is amazing to me. I mean, he told me that he was able to pray with his grandmother on a regular basis because of her knee. But from what I can tell, that wasn't about cancer. God must have spoken to this boy about praying for people with cancer. Because be, you know, kids don't make that stuff up. You know what I'm saying? That's God's calling for him right there. That amazed me. And uh, I, had, I had some boys come to me with visions that, uh, amazingly, they did not want to share. They did not. But I could tell you right now, Brother Ben, they were from God. I had one boy who told me about, about a vision of Jesus and heaven and all of the buildings in heaven and the golden streets. And I said, well, why do you think God showed this to you? And he said, I don't know. I said, do you think God will have you share it with people? I said, God tells us things and shows us things for various different reasons. Do you want to share? And he said, I think I need to go pray some more. <laughs> I said, okay, let me know how that goes. He never came back. So, but I can tell you that was a vision from God. I challenged him to talk with God about what he should do with his visions. There was another child who had a vision. It was very similar to one that was shared. And it was something like God's glory was raining down like these like golden, I don't know, it was kind of interesting. But it was very similar to something else that was shared. And he said, I don't want to share it. And I said, well, I'm going to ask you to reconsider. You go pray about that some more and let me know. And then after the one that was similar was shared, I said, see, that was pretty similar. Maybe you should have shared. What do you think? And he's like, hmm. <laughs> Even though... They weren't brave enough to share. It was clear God was showing them things and working in their hearts. And I pray even now still that God gives them the courage to share what he gives to them. Uh, it was, for me, a very impactful week praying for those kids. Um, I do 
also have uh, another thing that happened this week that was a little different in that I was able to share for the first time during chapel. Um, I must confess, I was a little disappointed when I saw how short chapel was in the morning compared to how much time there was in the evening. I had more things I wanted to share, but I did not complain. Instead, I packed all of God's words into the space I was given, and I believe that God impacted kids through that word. I, I did find it challenging, but I did it. And uh, there are times, I, I, anybody who shares on a regular basis can tell you, there are times where that can be a challenge, to try and condense all that you feel like God wants to share into a certain time. But Pastor Chris has trained me well. <laughs> Good job, Pastor Chris. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It helped me out this week. Here you are. When Cliff shared that story about the kid um, who saw that vision, it reminded me of a cool story. This one night, it was like, um, was it at the end of worship, I think? There was kind of a quiet moment. And I said, well, let's just take a moment and everybody be quiet, which that alone is a miracle right there. Um, <laughs> um, so the whole place was quiet. So let's listen and see what the Holy Spirit will say. And we waited. And then like a counselor came forward and they felt like God, God had something they wanted to share and they shared it. And then we kind of like just went back to just sort of waiting quietly. And then I had a young boy named David come up. And he said, I have something I want to share. And he kind of told me a little bit of what, what it was. So I was like, all right, I think you should share that. And so he gets up on stage and he starts to talk about how he feels like, if I remember right, something about like God had called them to go to this generation and God was sending them out. And it was powerful. And then I said, well, okay. And then he's like kind of done sharing what he wanted to share. And I was like, can you pray? And so then he starts to pray for the campers that God will you know, fill them and send them. And it was so cool to watch this little, I don't know how old David is. He's, I don't know, maybe 10 or something like that. Hudson, yeah. He's 12, okay. But to hear him like get a word from God, share that word, and then pray for everybody with, and like, with real power. And, and that was awesome. That was a really cool moment for me. Another, th another thing I thought about was this happens near the end of the week. At the end of the week, you know, because what happens is like you, we do our worship, do like a fun song where all the kids are dancing, then you do some other songs where the worship team comes up, and then you encourage them to respond. You teach them like raise your hands or now you can kneel and now we can wait and listen. But at the end of the week, this was a Thursday night service, the worship team goes in the first song, and I I step, I'm in the back, and I step to the side, and I can see along the side a group of young boys on their knees with their hands like this, or hands like this, like clearly, obviously, and there's no one else around them doing it. They're not doing it because we've asked them to or directed them to or because or they're following. They're just led by the Lord. They're just on their knees worshiping and, or, or hearing from God. And I can see oh, on the other side, there's another like, a group of girls over there doing the same thing. That was really, really cool to me. I'm just like, I can't believe it. Like, these young kids, without any direction, um, just like calling on God, and that, that was awesome. So, um, Sister Nicole, or I gotta drop the sister. Nicole uh, was one of my assistants this week. It was her first time serving in that role, and she did an absolutely amazing job, worked really, really hard all week long, um, and I was, I was glad to have her uh, by my side working hard all week. And um, do you have a testimony you want to share? So, uh, through the course of the week, I discovered that it was very much a um, refiner's fire kind of week. Um, every day, new challenges, new things, new um, 
ways that the Lord was bringing stuff up and then taking stuff out. Um, I had at one point a 12-year-old, I think, come up to me uh, with a word from the Lord, and you could tell that she was terrified. Um, she's coming up, and she's like, I, I think God wants me to tell you, and then she told me what it was, and it was, it was something very personal and very, very um, encouraging and challenging, um, but he spoke it through a 12-year-old, like, that was just incredible. She heard something that clearly that spoke that loudly. Um, I got to pray with my niece a couple times. She is eight and from a very unchurched family. She responded. Um, we prayed um, for her salvation. We prayed for baptism in the spirit. She was telling me about the things that God is calling her to um, from a child who's never heard of Christ. Um, that, that clearly let alone being willing to, to sit and listen and, and um, wait on the Lord to find out what he had to say. Um, the counselor that came up that Ben was talking about when, it was, when we had been waiting on the Lord was actually me. Um, and it's something that I want to share with some of the, the adults um, because of what it means for you guys. Um, the word that he had shared with me was that that generation, that, that generation of campers uh, will be mountain movers. Um, the generations before them have put a bunch of stuff in the way through sin and decisions and um, whether intentionally or not, but there are now mountains that are kind of blocking. And it's that generation in part that he is calling to move those mountains and to make, how did he word it, um, make the path clear for him to come through and shake the generations. So I'd say it was a good week. That's what I said. I, I was the nurse. Guess that. <laughs> what a change! With it was great. Uh, we had 165 campers, about 50 staff. It's over 200 people, and it's really, really exhausting. Really, really exhausting. Very grateful I didn't have a radio come Saturday morning, and that my name was no longer Sister Kathy. I love camp. I love it. But I was so tired. <laughs> And by the end of the week, there are a lot of campers, uh, just like anybody who's had little kids, you know what it's like when they've been tired, they've been up for three nights in a row late, and that last night, they're just complaining about everything. There's hair in my face. Sister Kathy, there's hair in my face. So it can be a little bit like, okay, 165 of them. <laughs> now, um, but really, I'm, I, I, uh, I'm not here really to complain. It was really a great week, given 165 campers. Brother Ben is right. There were precious little serious anythings and uh, lots of just loving on them and freezy pops. Uh, it was the most huggy group of junior campers I have ever experienced, which is just wonderful. They'd come into my cabin, and that's the first thing they wanted was a hug, the whole line of them. So that was outstanding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally worth it. Very precious. Um, <clears throat> so I'm th I was thinking about what to share this morning, and, and you know, I'm just sort of like still recovering from the week. But we were singing this song, My Eyes Have Seen the Goodness of the Lord. And as you concentrate on that, I keep thinking about it. I keep thinking about my eyes have seen the goodness of the Lord. Does he have a bloody nose? Okay, just tip his head forward, squeeze that nose a little bit. <laughs> Max. What'd you say? I know. I didn't get called Sister Kathy. This is Aunt Kathy now, right? <laughs> so um, 
I wanted to, just the, the song, My Eyes Have Seen the Goodness of the Lord, I, I like to sometimes just consider, you know, I was thinking about the week. My eyes have seen the goodness of the Lord. How has it seen the goodness of the Lord? And I think that we can have a perspective of not seeing the goodness of the Lord because it was so hard. Or we can look at it a different way and say, you know what? My eyes have seen the goodness of the Lord because I, I have seen and experienced one of the finest junior camp staff teams ever function with one of the largest junior camps we've ever had. The only time we've had a bigger camp than this was in 1993 when we had 173. Other than that, 165 tops it. Uh, senior camp beat 165 uh, because we were at 180 something, uh, which was also the highest. So this summer has been crazy that way. But I saw camp, uh, counselors and staff, CIT, kitchen staff, directors step into it even though, uh, you know, Ashley expressed it really, really well. And I'm going to say that, that I heard that across the board among the staff is, I don't really have what it takes. We all are aware of our inadequacies. We're not going in there with an arm of strength. We're not. We're going there because there was a call of God that said, come do this. And we're like, okay. You know, but what, you're the one who's going to have to bring me out and help me through this. And he's like, well, of course, I wouldn't have it any other way. And the goodness of the Lord is seeing his grace in those lives, the seeing that happening, seeing the humility of our leaders. I mean, Ben had to leave camp on Monday to go grieve and, and celebrate the life of his grandfather who died in Pennsylvania. He returned on Tuesday night, stepped right back into it. That's going to be challenging, but you wouldn't know it if you watched him lead. And he le led with grace and compassion, not impatience, but grace right through. Nicole, she uh, was was not only very aware of her responsibilities over these campers, she was aware of the Lord working in her own life, and that's true of all the staff. And she submitted that even so much as to allow a camper, a little one, come to her and say, I feel like the Lord, she, she was going to pray for her, and Nicole was going to pray for her, and she goes, no, I have a word for you. The camper did. Yeah, and said, I just want you to know that your mother and father th think you're the best thing that ever happened. And that little camper doesn't know that, that that's going to mean the world to this girl. It's going to mean the world to her. And that's what the grace of God does. It flows in and out. Whether you're a staff or a camper, it flows in and out. And you see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And it's absolutely stunning and beautiful. And it's such a, it, there's just so much grace in it that, that the strength of your arm or the strength of your abilities just isn't as important as the grace of God to carry you through uh, through all that. To see how they stepped into this drought and the you can't take a shower for the next three days kind of thing. I just, uh, it's just stunning. I talked to Camp Hickory Hill yesterday and they said we did so well that last half of the week of keeping those water numbers down. <laughs> so um, for those of you who suffered <laughs> uh, with smelly cabins, God bless you. I'm glad you were able to get a hot shower. Anyways, I just, uh, it's hard for me to express seeing the goodness of the Lord like this just fills my heart with encouragement. Seeing the goodness in that generation of kids who are really truly loving God and worshiping him is so encouraging when there's so much chaos in the, in the news and such. It's so encouraging to know that this is the church that God's raising up. I, I'm I'm beyond blessed when I see that kind of thing, and I hope that you are too. Um, Camp Judah 
is a gift to this area. It's a gift to the church. It really is. Um, these kids will never be the same. And I heard that from camper and staff alike. My life has been changed. And that's a big deal. Um, Sam Maurer was also there this week. He served uh, as a director for our leaders in training program. And he did, an, and he did he's not feeling well this morning, so I'm not going to ask him to come and share. But I will just sh share that I was so blessed by his hard work. Um, and he had a group of younger ca campers that he um, took them through some training classes. And it was awesome to watch him do that. Uh, and then he also was in charge of the worship for the week. And he led worship and he scheduled worship leaders for all of the services. And he did an incredible job leading worship, um, not only musically, you know, he has a gift musically, but also he was led by the Lord and, and shared, you know, we could tell that there was a presence of the Holy Spirit when he would lead, and it was, it was impactful. So I was grateful for, for Sam and um, his gift. Also, the uh, Russell boys were there as campers this week, and they had an awesome time at camp. Their favorite thing was the zip line. Am I right about that? And I actually had the privilege to pray for both of them um, each, each one of them during a service, they came forward and I had an opportunity to pray for them. So I was, I was, that was cool for me to be able to have that opportunity. Um, and I know they both enjoyed it and got stuff out of it. Um, you have to go to, the, go to them to get more information on that one. So I um, just want to say thank you to everybody who worked on staff, um, anybody who prayed for camp, anybody who helped. There's actually people in this church who maybe many people don't even know it, but serve in a lot of ways, helping us move stuff and set up stuff. Um, by taking care of all kinds of little odds and ends that are behind the scenes. And so I just thank everybody in this church who has even a little bit of hand in help making camp happen. Um, it's a huge church effort, and I just really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Um, I guess I'd like to end, you know, we, heard, we talked a lot, you heard a lot of different testimonies about calling that God had on young campers and watching them respond with that. So I'd just like to ask you to join me, and I'll pray really quickly to seal the work that was done in all of those young campers' lives, even as they're headed back to their families, soon they'll be headed back to schools and to different friends. And I don't want them to lose what God did them that week. So just join me in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the testimony of what was done this last week at camp in so many young hearts and lives. And thank you for the seeds that were planted, God, and that uh, you're not done, but you're continuing to work uh, in those places. And we pray for the the families they're returning to, for the churches, for the schools, that they're going to the different areas, Lord, that your word would continue to spread and uh, just bless the things that were planted, Lord. And I also pray for this church here, um, that the good, the Holy Spirit that was poured out and the good things that were done, Lord, would continue to, to be expressed here in our, in our midst, Lord. We're just so grateful for what you're doing. In your name we pray. And everyone said? Um, be released. Have a good week.